Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey gang, welcome into another edition of Plan Wise Retire Free. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Hopefully you are regular subscribers at this point uh, with Jude and Mike and myself as we talk about investing finance and retirement. And uh, I'll start with Mike. Mike, how are you this week? I'm doing fabulous. Living the dream. Living the dream. He's always living the dream, isn't he, Jude? How are you, buddy? Trying to deal with this unanimity. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you should be living the dream like Mike, and it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> uh, that's my plan one day. <laughs> that's the plan. That's right. We all want to be like Mike. Yeah, it's like the commercials, right? Back in the 90s. I want to be, I want to be right. like Mike. Okay. Uh, anyway... <laughs> A little Michael Jordan reference. <laughs> so, guys, welcome back in. Thanks so much for being here as always. We're going to talk today on Plan Wise Retire Free to our listeners, sort of. We are doing a special show of email questions that have come into the website. And of course, you can submit your own at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. And uh, you can ask some questions there and we'll put them here on the podcast. So, and we don't worry, we don't give away too much information. So uh, we protect the innocent and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can also just call them if you do have questions that you want to get some direct answers to at 800-779-4592. Uh, 800-779-4592. And don't forget, while you're on the website, share the podcast with uh, friends and family. Uh, there's a share button, I believe, for Twitter and Facebook. You can uh, subscribe to this uh, podcast on Apple or Google. Uh, and so we'd certainly appreciate you spreading the word as well. All right, guys. So let's dive into them. Sharing is caring. That's right. Sharing is caring, as, as Barney said. Uh, we're going to get hurt for making a Barney reference. You know that, right? <laughs> so uh, Andrew's got a question for you. He says, guys, should I work with a younger financial advisor with less experience or someone who's my age but might retire closer to the time that I do? It seems as though there are a lot of younger advisors out there right now. So interesting question. Well, I tell you, as one time being a young advisor in the industry, <laughs> I was so excited when I came out of college. I could not wait to go out there after several weeks of intense training with my company <laughs> to go advise people. And I make light of that because I was excited, but I had about six weeks of training. Uh, now I had my, uh, my undergrad in business. But we promoted ourselves to be financial advisors right out the gate. And I'm not saying, you know, young guys may or may not have the information that they need, but it's good to work with someone that has a team behind them. Even if it's a younger advisor, if they have a team of experts with them, then great. You're not just focused on that one individual. They may have other people on the team that have a wealth of information. So I would say it's about working with people that have a wealth of information and not just an age. Being the elder statesman in the room, <laughs> you know, one of the things that, you know, is when Jude and I joined up and people started looking at me, well, Mike, are you now fixing to retire? And one of the things we purposely did when I've been working on and then June and I worked and began to work together is we felt like it was so important to develop a team across all the financial planning parts of what we do. So we have a financial planning team, we have a tax planning team, we have an investment management team. So that, that we're, one, we're collaborating and giving ourselves sort of the mastermind approach to dealing with it. But number two, then one single individual or advisor, if that person retires or passes away or something or quits, 
then the clients that have been dealing with him aren't left high and dry. So we believe that the team approach is far better than just an individual. So my advice, again, would be to look for somebody that has a team. All right. Well, there you go. Great question, Andrew. Thanks so much. And yeah, definitely, you know, there's nothing wrong with talking with a few different people either. Uh, Go around and interview a few different advisory firms and things of that nature. And, you know, our gut's very powerful. Let your gut kind of speak to you as well when you're doing that. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. So if you want to stop in and see Jude and Mike, 800-779-4592. All right. Lonnie's got a question. Lonnie says, fellas, I've been planning to sell some investment property uh, to do some different investing for retirement. But I just discovered how much I'm going to owe in taxes uh, because of the increase in the property value since I bought it. So should I hold on to it? What do you think? Well, if you've been listening to these podcasts before, you'll know that one of the things I say is that uh, we may be in the lowest tax environment that we'll ever see the rest of our life. So, um, you know, paying the taxes today may not be all that bad. So you might want to consider that. Number two, you got to look at it and say, is the investment property something you want to keep? Or if, you, but if you're trying to make changes, uh, then you just may have to pay the taxes. But let me give you another alternative, especially if you're charitably minded. What if I could show you a way to donate the property to a charitable trust, get a tax deduction, sell the property and pay no capital gains tax? and then receive income from it for the rest of your life. And then when you finally pass away, or you and your spouse pass away, then the money would go to charity. Some people find that to be a very interesting strategy. It's not simple. It's something you definitely have to plan ahead for to do, but we've done several of them and they can be a very powerful way of being able to get rid of something that has huge capital gains built into it and avoiding the paying the capital gains tax and getting a pretty good tax deduction. And Mike's is not quite going into as much detail because this is a complicated strategy, but it's one that he's very comfortable with because as we talked about team before, Mike is uh, headed up our charitable giving strategies, and it's something that we're very, very comfortable with. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, Lonnie, for questions like that, uh, it's definitely a good idea to sit down and talk with a professional because, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, taxes, they'll sneak up on you. And so you want to make sure that you are taking the time uh, to do the right things with the investment. So I'm glad that you, you know, have the, the ability to, you know, not just make a move just yet, but definitely go through and look at the numbers, look at the math and see uh, what's going to be the best strategy for you. All right. Greg has got a question, guys. He says, my wife bought an annuity several years ago. She's 60 now and has the option of getting money from the annuity, but it would be for a third less than it would pay out if we wait just five more years till she's 65. What do you see people normally do in this kind of situation? Do they wait for the higher payout or start taking the funds uh, as soon as they need to? Well, Greg, there really is no normal. I know that may be frustrating to hear because you want a direct answer, but we pride ourselves on not being cookie cutter here. There's a lot of different factors that go into answering your question, like, do you have other income sources? When are you each planning to retire? I will tell you this, if you can start income early, part of that income is coming from the money that you already invested in the annuity. They're basically paying you the money that you paid into it. And so where you win is when the annuity company, the insurance company has to continue to pay you for life, even though the money that you invested has run out. 
Now you're into the guaranteed money. You're into the insurance company's pocket. It doesn't always happen, but it makes an argument for starting income sooner rather than later. Is that the best for your situation? I can't tell you yes or no. We would need to really sit down and look at everything that's going on in your life and put together a proper retirement plan. I'm going to do to Jude what we do in our financial planning meetings. I'm going to I'll offer another approach. If you wait to 65 and you get a third more money and you live a long time, you might get more money. But what do I always say, Jude? Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> and I think, you know, so that's back to what Jude was talking about. There is no normal. So you have to literally sit down and do the math. We don't know how your how healthy your wife is if she has a very long life expectancy but once you do the math you can figure out which one might be the better strategy for you okay well thank you so much greg for that question we appreciate all of these and again folks don't forget you can go to planwise retirefreepodcast.com that's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Send me uh, an email question in, uh, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, uh, check out past episodes, all that good stuff. Uh, I think we can squeeze in a couple more here. Tom's got a question. Uh, he says, gentlemen, I have heard people say that there's the, the only kind of life insurance that you should ever buy is term insurance. Wants to know if that's true. Well, let's, you know, you just opened the biggest can of worms ever uh, because you can talk to uh, 10 different people that sell life insurance and probably get uh, five answers one way and five answers another. There's no doubt about it. Here's the bottom line. If you need a lot of insurance because you've done an insurance analysis and you don't have very much money, then you're probably going to have to buy term insurance because that's going to be the, the one that's going to have the lowest premium. If you need life insurance for a very long time, or if that's in your plan and you want life insurance for a very long time, then sometimes it might be better to get a cash value life insurance. And there's probably another 20 different ways that you can use life insurance, both term and cash value for different strategies. So I would have to disagree when say the, you know, should you ever buy? Well, you know, as long as you die within the term, I guess you won. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Does Tom have an expiration date that he yeah, knows of? That's it. If he knew that. So there's just a lot more questions that need to be asked rather than anytime somebody says something you should ever do, my antennas go up every time because it's like there Big is, flag. everybody is not the same. Yep. Uh, you have to look at each individual and what they're trying to do before you can make the right recommendations. And Tom, just for your information, I like to use an analogy when describing term versus permanent insurance. Term insurance is like renting your home. You know when your lease ends, more than likely that uh, lease payment is going to go up. You know exactly when the lease is going to end. And that's generally sometimes uh, leasing a home is less expensive than, uh, than buying a home and getting a mortgage. So there's advantages there, but there's disadvantages too, because once that term ends, that price is going to go up on that premium that you're paying. And permanent insurance is kind of like buying the house. It's a little bit more expensive, but you're building up cash value, you're building up equity. And so you really got to compare the two and see what's best for you in your particular situation. Guy's going to get tired of me saying, but you got to see somebody that can customize a plan for you. 
All right. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, beating that uh, that same drum if it's the right drum to beat. So you got to get the right plan for the right uh, time of life that you're in. You've got to work with the right person for the right time of life you're in, kind of to the earlier email question about working with someone younger, someone older. Uh, maybe it's a accumulation type of phase. Maybe it's a preservation phase. Now, Jude, I know you guys say that you're kind of a hybrid there because you guys do a little bit of both. You have uh, both things going on, but you still want to have that right fit for your each situation. So, and again, a lot of that comes down to having a conversation and, and uh, sitting down with an advisor and seeing if you get the warm fuzzies. I mean, that carries a lot of weight. You want to make sure they have the right credentials and the right uh, training and all those kinds of things. But at the same time, you also want to get that good feeling of working with the right person. So uh, one more question and we'll wrap this thing up this week. It's from Elizabeth. And Elizabeth says, fellas, I am retiring in six months and I am worried about what's going to happen with the market. It has been crazy and all over the place and very volatile. And I'm afraid it's going to drop before I get across the finish line. Do you think I'd be okay to hang on for six more months? (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) Elizabeth, I'm worried for you too. (laughs) And I don't say that in a mean way. I understand you've been saving all your life to get to this point. But one of the things that we preach time in and time again is really you need to be proactive in creating your bucket plan strategy. If you had a bucket plan strategy, your money, each dollar would have a purpose for each of the buckets and you wouldn't be concerned about a potential market crash. So as soon as you can, and I, and I really mean this with all sincerity, if not us, then a professional that really understands retirement income distribution, go see somebody because I would not wait six months to put together a plan if you're that close to retirement. Go see somebody now. Don't pass go. <laughs> go see somebody right now. You know, one of the things we call your situation, you're in the red zone. And again, we're not trying to build fear here. We're trying to to make sure that uh, we make the right impact to say that you really don't want the success of your retirement to depend on what happens over the next six months. You're going to be retired a very long time. You've spent a very long time accumulating this money. And so now's the time to be able to go and deal with what they call sequence of return risk. And that's, it's a little beyond what we need to talk about today, but that whole problem of the market crashing right at somebody's retirement can destroy your retirement. So you really need to get with a professional and help them to reallocate some of the funds that you have for retirement for the now soon and the later buckets so that you can have a steady income. Because one of the things you don't want to have happen is to be in retirement or right at it and then have to change your plans because the market crashed. That's not a good strategy. That's the worst time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great questions, all of these this week. And again, as always, you know, we, we like to stress that if you hear something interesting, obviously these questions have come in from uh, already podcast listeners, so they are probably subscribed. I hope they are. Uh, if they're not, go ahead and make sure you guys subscribe. But before you take any action, if you've heard something that's similar to your own situation or you feel as though you can relate, always check with a qualified professional. Go out and uh, and, and talk with a couple, uh, sit down with a couple, or just call Jude and Mike and come in and sit down with them as well. Add them to your list. Uh, come in and have a conversation and sit down with them and talk about what's specific for your retirement plan, your retirement strategy. You can reach out to them and get onto the calendar at 800-779-4592. That's 800-779-4592. And of course, you can always go to the website at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. 
at his planwise retirefreepodcast.com while you're there click the link and subscribe to whatever platform it is you like apple or google or so on and so forth you'll see all those links there and that way you can check out past episodes future episodes and all that good jazz share it on facebook or twitter and all those things we'd certainly appreciate it and mike jude guys thanks for your time this week I hope you have a great week, and uh, we've got some exciting things coming up in the next few weeks on the podcast, so hope everybody stays tuned and is enjoying the show. Mark, thanks for having us. Awesome job. Thank you again. As always, no problem. I love being here with you guys, and we'll do it all again next time here on Plan Wise, Retire Free with Jude Wilson and Mike Mott of Mott Associates and Wilson Group Financial. We'll see you next time right here on the program, folks. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.